want to get to feeling better from the absolute best. Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, let's get it. Happy, was it Wednesday? Gosh, Wednesday already. That means uh, Bam will be here in just a couple of days, and we are ready to talk about it here on a 4-6 to six edition of the tailgate. Actually, I lied. We're out at like 5.40 today because Mary Wise's gals are going to whoop up on the, uh, the stupid Seminoles today at 6 o'clock. The uh, volleyball team's in Tallahassee. So you'll hear that on the station right after we are done. We'll, uh, we'll leave a little early and dip out for that. Pat has dipped out today. I don't know where he is. Maybe a uh, bikini modeling uh, shoot or something like that. But when he's out, it's uh, it's a good thing because I get to bring in my boys. And uh, PG is here to chat over the next uh, hour and a half or so. What's up? Oh, man. I'm excited. It's mm-hmm. a big week. I got a lot of things to say. <laughs> Hopefully some of them are right. But I'm... listening to like the rhetoric, especially today, I felt like today... I heard more um, uh, just just pessimistic mm-hmm. um, thoughts as it's gotten closer. I don't know what tomorrow will be like. Maybe it's just a Wednesday lull, but I don't know. Many people aren't giving the Gators much of a chance, including most of the fan base. And um, I, I mean, I, I I can see both sides. Yeah, but I I think I don't know. At least from even from me from the standpoint. I think I felt going into the season before we saw Emory on the field for a couple of games that Florida had a better chance to beat Alabama. Because now all of a sudden you see four interceptions, you see Bryce Young tearing it up, and you're like, gosh, how is Florida going to do this? But then I think you still have to think about, it's at home, Bryce Young's on the road for the first time, it's, it's still Dan Mullen. And, and he's going to scheme up enough stuff, now the question is, do the players execute? I think that's where I am. Yeah, I agree with that. But... What what if what if Florida would have beaten FAU and um, South Florida, mm-hmm. covered the spread, or even put ten more up over the spread? Let's say like fifty to three, yeah. you know, open up against FAU, which I don't think is a bad team. I don't think they're good, but I think they'll I think they'll compete in their conference, and sure. and, and they'll kind of you know not hurt us as much on the schedule as like you know let's say uh, I don't know some some one of those cupcake schools we played in the past in the beginning of the year Citadel, yeah, uh, but. You're looking at it, you're like, if they would have done all those things and Mullen and the staff would have thrown everything out there, and that includes making players maybe do things that they're not comfortable with, like let's say Emery. Emery's like the focus of, of a lot of things, or Richardson. But he stood in the pocket, I thought, a lot, and maybe he's he's not a great pocket passer, right? right. But but maybe Mullen wanted him to work on that. I'm just I'm just optimistic. Yeah, and I'm I, thinking, I, I agree with you. And then Mullen doesn't give up much, right? Mm-hmm. But I listen pretty intently on things and I heard him at the presser I think that was Monday I'm really confused today is Wednesday I keep thinking it's Thursday <laughs> I know. but I heard him and he said he said I don't I'm paraphrasing like we didn't do much we, we haven't shown much there was no need to or something like that you remember that yeah yeah so if you were thinking that 
and Mullen gave you that because he never gives you anything. Very, but he's weird though. Sometimes he does hit like a Ventrell Miller's out for the season bicep. He even tells you the diagnosis. Yeah. When has he done that? It's so rare. <laughs> but, so like he's just a wild card. He's a different kind of dude. But he did give us that, which made me kind of think, okay, from an optimistic point of view, they didn't show much. I know that he plays a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So if you saw in the second half so when we gave up more yards and points, if we would have played the starters, ran more of the offense, press coverage on defense, would we look at this game differently? Because they could have done that, and it would have been different in covering the spreads. And maybe the uh, – I don't like using this because it's kind of like the popular thing to say. The narrative wouldn't be what it is right now. Yeah. But it would be the same team. Agreed. No, I, I think it's a great point. And I, I certainly know that they haven't done any of that. But I, I like what you said about Emery. Like, I feel like if if that would have been not even Alabama, let's just say that would have been Mississippi State. We were playing them this year. Last week, and Anthony's doing what he's doing. I can guarantee you Richardson would have been the one coming back in the game. But instead, it was Emery because Mullen knew the game was in hand. He was trying to see what he can and can't do to get ready for this week. And, and I agree with you on the pocket stuff. When, when Emery's rolling out to the right and getting rid of the ball quickly on the run, he throws it really well. And he, he, he doesn't have time to make a stupid decision because he's not thinking. He's just getting rid of the ball and, and the play's quick. But when he has time in the pocket, and the offensive line's actually been doing a good job of giving him that time, it's almost like it's too much time. Like he doesn't understand like how to just see a guy open and then throw it and anticipate stuff. He is saying, okay, I have all this time in the world. I'm supposed to be in the pocket, so I'm going to make sure he's open and do that. So I don't know if he's necessarily playing the quarterback position well, and he's probably not going to be able to play it at the next level because that's how he processes stuff. But for what he can do well, he's athletic and can do things well. Mullen's going to call those plays against Alabama and make sure that he's put in the right situation to not make the boneheaded throws or mistakes that we've seen in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and that's just right on to what I'm saying, and that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah. And the other thing is, I can't think of a quarterback Mullins had for any stretch of time that didn't play well for what they did. Like like you're saying, like what plays do they run well? We're going we're gonna to kind of tailor things for that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like that with Emery. It, in these first couple of games, yeah. felt like they're trying to work on some things, and and this is me being hopeful. I don't know anything yeah. that maybe they need him to get better at because you're going to need to stand in the pocket sometimes. You know, this league, you've got to throw the ball now. I mean, I would think so after the last few years. You, it looks like you've got to get the ball downfield, but I'm hopeful that we haven't seen what he does well because Mullen has, or he would have had somebody else in here. I don't think Mullen was going to waste three, four years on a guy. Or I don't want to say waste. That's a, that's a harsh word. But spend that much time, handpick him, right? Right. And see him in practice, see him all the time, and, and not not be worried at some point. And then game FAU comes around, and he's like, wow, this guy, he, he can't play. I just, I just can't believe that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So – because, I mean, now in the transfer portal, you could bring somebody in. If, if you didn't think he could play, I think he would have – I think Dan Mullen is smart enough to know by now with that sample size. If you, you're, a good, you're a pitching coach or coach. Yeah. You know when a guy's got – and some guys can turn the corner, right, and change, but you know their stuff and what they do well. and uh, You know what you have, especially after three years, right? 
to a degree. You would think so. So I, I, I have a lot of confidence, and that's why I have confidence. I hope I'm right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's, uh, let's get a break. We'll open up the phone lines for you. We'll start to get after it, and uh, get it. 392-8255. You are listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. Number 14-ranked Gator Volleyball travels to Tallahassee tonight to take on Florida State. The Gators hope to recover from back-to-back losses and get their fifth win of the season. Live coverage of the game is right here starting at 5.40. Later in the week, Gator Soccer starts their SEC play at Vanderbilt on Friday. And of course, Gator Football will look to beat number one Alabama in the Swamp on Saturday. The Tampa Bay Rays are taking on the Toronto Blue Jays today in the final game of a three-game series. The Rays beat the Blue Jays 2-0 on Tuesday to tie the series 1-1. At the last look, the Blue Jays are up by three in the bottom of the second. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, I've got a cool announcement for you. This is Jamil from the Mealy Pop Shop here in Gainesville, and I've been working on something very special for our state, the great state of Florida. Labor Day weekend, September 3rd to the 5th, we are hosting Collectors Con. It's going to be a very special convention for all types of collectors. We're going to have sports cards, sports memorabilia, comic books, Pokemon cards, Funko Pops, as well as many autograph signers. These include Wander Franco, you know, from the Tampa Bay Rays. It's actually going to be his first official public signing, as well as Antonio Brown from the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks. Visit our website, www.collectors-con.com, for ticket information. Follow us on Instagram as well, at collectors underscore con. You can also win tickets for this event on the tailgate, so listen to Jeff and Pat over the next couple weeks. Don't forget the dates. Labor Day weekend, September 3rd through 5th, at the Tampa Bay Convention Center, Collectors Con 2021. There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldonLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest, and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. 
You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Meldon Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, phone lines are open. We are ready to get after it. Jeff and PG here with you. Florida, Alabama. First time the number one team in the country has been here since 2002. Was that Miami? Miami. Man, that Miami team? Yeah. That was impressive. That might be the most impressive team I've ever seen in person. Yeah. They had everything you wanted. Rex Grossman was still on that Florida team. Yeah. He was just kind of alone. I believe that was Zook's first season. Mm-hmm. And uh, they tried to hang in there. But, I mean, you had Andre Johnson on the outside. You had uh, the two tight ends for Miami. They had three backs. Yeah. I don't even, was Gore on that team? Portis? Yeah, he would have been. Gore Portis. Man, they were just Yeah, loaded. And that was what, Olsen was the tight end? Yeah, and uh, the young kid, the, the son of uh, that got in the trouble. In the yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Kellen I just, Winslow. I just remember him in that, in that locker room losing his mind. Yeah. I'm a warrior. Yeah. And then the defense. Yeah. Jonathan Vilma. Ed Reed. DJ Williams. Yeah. DJ Williams was the number one player in the country. Yeah. So as a college player, he was incredible. Yeah. And then the Delon oh man, that team and the corners, I think both corners went in the first round. Was that Coker? I think yeah, that was. Coker, he yeah. kind of got he, he the b- team. Got into that national championship. Yeah, that that was and we I don't remember the score, but that wasn't close after yeah. a while. And Grossman took a beating. But it was a fun game. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> Uncle Luke was there from uh, yeah. Two Live Crew. How about that? Yeah, I met him because we were walking in at the same time. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty wild. He that is excited. good. So let's hope the uh, the results not the same. But last time Bama was here was 2011, so it's been a while. So obviously that means uh, good atmosphere and a lot of fun, and everybody's ready to chat about it. So let's get uh, Daryl to join us next. Daryl, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, Kellen Winslow Jr. Yep. He said he was a soldier. Remember that soldier? Yeah, so, very good. Yep, yep. Hey, PG, I know you're a Mets fan big time, and uh, I know you caught 30 for 30 last night, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Once upon a time in Queens. I got a lot of texts <laughs> yeah. about that. That's why I'm a Mets fan. That time was special, man. That team was different. So, Man, Lenny Dyser is off his rocker, isn't he? Yeah, he is, man. He he caught some federal charges uh, with his car washes and investments, and he turned into quite the con man in the real world. Mm-hmm. It, it was uh, – it's that that team has a lot of stories, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching part three and four tonight. You know, I just couldn't believe he was dropping the f bombs live on television on ESPN last night. I said, "Is this dude drunk or on drugs or something? What's up with him?" 
Well, you, you had half the team doing something. Doing cocaine, yeah. yeah. Dwight Gooden missed yeah. the uh, the parade. You might see that tonight. Uh, the, the World yeah. Series parade, that's a big deal when your city does it, right? Yeah. Well, he was asleep and missed it. He woke up, and the story is he was watching it on TV, and, and that's when he realized he had a problem. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, Jeff, I tell you what, man, it's good to walk in the swamp and be able to drink a cold one in the swamp, if you know what I mean. As far as I know, they ain't had no problems with it. No, I, I think everybody will be responsible, and I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they have them at all the NFL games and major league games. You don't see people getting crazy with it, not a hand. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's kind of like the Dumb and Dumber movie. Saturday, I, there's a chance. I, I think Florida. Maybe it's just me bleeding orange and blue and being a Gator I am. But I think Florida can win the game if they limit the turnovers. And I don't think we can get in a track meet by no means with Alabama. I think if we keep the score in the twenties. We got a chance to win the ball game Saturday. Yeah, twenties. Yeah, because yeah, easily. I mean, that means obviously you're you're running the ball well. You're keeping Alabama's offense off the field, or you're generating some stuff yourself. But yeah, if it, it's not going to be another fifty-two to forty-five or four, whatever that game was last year, no way. Yeah, without a without a doubt, you know, and proud of the you know Anthony Richardson and stuff. But you know, he's not going to be able to do this stuff that he did against South Florida against, you know, other SEC teams like Alabama. And I will say this, if the read's not there and he misses the check off, you know, in the hot read, I would rather a quarterback go off and run like that instead of throwing a pick, you know. Yeah, no question. And I would hope that Mullen would almost say that same thing because you know that Alabama's going to disguise things knowing that Emory can't see the field too well. So they're going to make it look like it's zone and then go to man or do whatever to try to confuse him and and mess him up. And I'm not sure he's seen enough to be able to handle that. And then you get a couple of turnovers early. All of a sudden it's 17-0. Well, one, you're not coming back from it. And two would be the worst part. Like It would take the crowd out of it. And you want this crowd to be in it just like it was in that Auburn game a few years ago. Right, right. All right, guys, so I'm going to talk to you all the rest of the week. We're stopping at Adams Saturday, Jeff, early, getting the tailgate fixings, and we're going to be tailgating it up for the game and getting loud, man. What a baby. Good job, Daryl. Getting his, uh, his barbecue package complete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the commercial. Uh, the crowd is – the path to victory is like what I always try to look at. And some teams have a, a, a larger path, almost like a whole forest of a path, right? And I think with this team and playing – a team like Alabama and those all those returning starters on defense, the crowd is like a big part of how I think the Gators can get something done here if they're gonna. Because think about it, I I can't remember even in that because I went I went to the SEC championship in person. I I mean I see Nick Saban get a little bit upset, but he didn't lose it. No, and guys, every team I've ever seen. I mean it's amazing. This is a for Alabama, this is a big. You know, I'm giving them a lot of props here. They don't. They don't face a lot of adversity. They just kind of perform. But let's say the crowd's on them because their their first game against Miami, decent opponent, let's say. But it was a neutral site. It wasn't in Miami, mm-hmm. and it wasn't in the swamp where they're going to be on top of you. And you know how that noise can come down. Yeah. So let's say Bryce comes out there, throws, runs the wrong play, can't hear. Guys jump off sides. He's pressing. Nick gets upset. Kind of like yeah. when Mullen looked at uh, Emery when he's like, what did you call on the fourth down goal <laughs> yeah. line? And how do they respond? Yeah. I'm not saying they won't respond well, but they darn sure haven't done it a lot. So, Or we make a play. Somebody gets in the way. We disguise something mm-hmm. and, and confuse him. 
I think he was the number one quarterback in California yeah. or in the nation. In the nation. So he's played in big games. But I don't know if he's heard a place like this. Yeah, that, that's going to be the key. I would think he's not going to be intimidated by the opponent or anything like that because, I mean, he won a couple national championships. That's how good his yeah, high school was. Where did he go? LaSalle. LaSalle, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Mater, Mater D or whatever. But, yeah, LaSalle's a big-time program. Um, so that's not going to bother him. But, yeah, you don't know if the crowd will. Like maybe that would somehow get to him. You've been but, down there. Yeah. It, you can't even – when it's really loud, like that Auburn game, mm-hmm. when Pirine took it down the sideline, yeah. you couldn't even think. It's like rattling. Like we need that. That's what Florida can – that Alabama cannot generate in this game. Sure. Um, so I'm just – I can just kind of visualize it. I'm almost projecting it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see anybody struggle, but if they do, I want it to be against the Gators. There you go. So. All right, let's get uh, Steve to join us next. Steve, what's up? Yeah, well, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think maybe the quarterback could be flustered with the crowd, and it might be foreign to him, but it's not foreign to Alabama. They play at Auburn every year. They play at LSU. Everybody's up for for Alabama. They got to – they got the target on their back. They hear loud crowds. It's not. Yeah, no, and that, that's what we're that saying. Much. It's just I the quarterback. Just the quarterback. Yeah, just him. And 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 frankly, I hope that uh, that it's a good game because if the defense doesn't come up with something really quick and the game gets away from them, I, I, Florida's offense can't can't get into a shooting match with Alabama. I think they'll lose that way, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of agree with Pat. I don't, you know, Richardson was clear, clearly pulled up, at least tweaked with that hamstring on that long run the other day, and I wonder how much he would have been in the game after that if he hadn't pulled up like that. Um, I, I agree with Pat. I, I'm sure. I don't think he has a good grasp of the, of the playbook yet. Oh, he was he was going to play the rest of the fourth quarter. I think he I think he might have played the rest of the game if yeah, he had pulled I mean. up lame on that. Yeah. And but he pulled up lame and he lost his opportunity. And he needs to strap his helmet on tighter too. He's lost a couple of opportunities that way too. One of them was ripped off. Yeah, that should have been a penalty. Yeah, well, I guess you know, you strap it tighter, it won't come off. But I saw the guy. I, I, I watched yeah. that. Yeah. So and he was yeah. on the ground already, and the play was over. It was weird, but yeah, he needs to keep I his called, I called to ask you about the transfer portal. You know, did you hear what uh, NCAA has has proposed today that they want to talk about in the middle of October? What's that? That if you lose more than seven players, oh yeah, yeah. if more than seven players get transfer off your team that you would be awarded extra scholarships trying to I think maybe trying to put the emphasis back on high school recruiting because what coach wouldn't go after a player that's that's been in the college for a while you know three or four years ago if you had you weren't going to go after a transfer if he wasn't a surefire starter now you could get a transfer for depth yeah, it's it's and, basically free agency. So yeah, and it's and it's it's really strange. How many players did Florida lose out of the transfer portal last year? Three, maybe. It wasn't a lot. And then I mean, well, Chat and Chatfield, I, who said he was in the portal, he's he was dressed on the sideline. I saw him. 
Well, I can see how it would be a problem if, you know, if you lose five or six, you only have a certain number every year. And if you if you lose seven of your scholarship players, and what you can only have you can only have thirty, right? Well, it's twenty five you can sign. So now the rule is you can you can sign up to thirty two would would be what it is going to be. So thirty. 32 because if you lose seven correct and you could only sign 25 you'd be seven short correct yeah which is uh, which I is fine but that's just you know what they have to do in order to somewhat make it fair and it's already budgeted correct so if they lose the players it's not like they're going over budget or you know, they, they're already right. expected to spend that and yeah. you need to replenish bodies they don't want to see programs you know, yeah you're getting guys hurt because you're lack, lack of depth and things like that how many did tennessee lose Right, fifty. Man, they lost some studs too. In fact, one of them's out. The linebacker, Toa 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 Toa, he's out. I believe he's out. That's what the word on the street is. Well, this transfer—you know—if you do it that way, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and it's almost putting—it's almost putting less of an emphasis on the high school players now. So maybe they're trying to. to make them go after high school players. Maybe is that going to be a requirement that they have to go after high school players in, in the additional seven? Or can they get – can they sign seven additional – seven transfer players? Yeah, they can They can go get seven transfer players, which okay, obviously well, would be the route you would prefer to go because then you know those guys are established, they're more physical, they've been a part of programs. But it's also got to be a fit. You're not going to turn down the – you know, third best linebacker in the country to go sign some dude that's transferring from East Carolina either. So, I mean, you, no, I was talking about the seven extra though. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I know. I don't. Okay, I just uh, okay. It's well, they're going to vote on it what and ha- and then put it in for one year and see how it works. Yep. All right, I just can't see how all these coaches just don't put more emphasis on the. Uh, on the transfer portal now. I mean, that's like you said, that's the way to go. Well, Mullen's done a good job with yeah. it. Yes, he has, and so has the basketball coach. Yep, had to. And your and your boy Norvell's got his two L's. <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you, he's got his hands full up there, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a bunch of transfers. He does. He I took mean, in a bunch of guys, and everybody guys. was praising him for that against Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, the close loss because a lot of a lot of a lot of SEC transfers, guys that have played, mm-hmm. maybe not studs, but they were they were serviceable and they looked better. Until well, did you see? Did you see what defense they were in for the last play of the game? They yep. were four wide across the field, no more than twenty yards off the ball. Uh, how can you even call that defense? on the last play of the game. The guy had thrown three consecutive incomplete passes. And you got one second on the clock, and he rushes three and puts eight back there, and they're only 20 yards off the ball. They had nobody deep. That was a coaching fiasco. Same old story. Same old story. (laughs) All right, Steve, thank you. You know, if the guy... Wraps up right there, though. Yeah, just doesn't kinda, overrun him. He just like arm swiped. Mm-hmm. And did you see that cheerleader, the male cheerleader? They were coming out to yeah. do some kind of celebration. <laughs> the look his on his face. face. <laughs> Farmer, Dr. Farmer took a picture of his TV 
and still shot of that. Yeah. Because he was like wide eyed with his mouth open. And I made that like a social media profile pic for 24 hours, <laughs> like a temporary. Yeah. It was really good. That's but. awesome. Great stuff there. All right, let's get uh, Mike to join us. Mike, what's up? You know who you're sitting next to? The legend? Mr. Jeff? Yeah, but waxing poetic about the criminal element of college football, the Miami Hurricanes back then. Didn't, didn't go over real well with you, did it, Jeff? Oh, I knew how good they were. He's just stating the facts. Yeah. Yeah, well, just... I know, but, but let's talk about something outside the, how good the Miami Hurricanes were. It's, it's Gainesville, Florida. Uh, but, Jeff, I thought your uh, analysis of uh, of uh, Emory was exactly right on. Uh, you're talking about how slow he is processing. I think that's kind of the same problem that uh, Frank's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, just he didn't process things real quick. And, you know, he's had all the time in the world. When, you, when you've had all the time in the world and you're still throwing four picks, uh, there's, something, there's something wrong, especially when you've been in the system this long and you know, you know the playbook real well. Uh, it's just a decision making. I think that in all the years I've watched college football, usually that doesn't improve a whole lot. No, so I, I agree with you. Quick, yeah, I, I think and you know I, the the hard part, Mike, is Mullen does such a good job of getting guys open, and Emory knows that they're going to be open, but it's almost like he has to see it. Stare him down. Yeah, and you can't you yeah. can't do that at that position. And and we have often, even in these first couple of games, seen guys running underneath or running different routes. And and Mullins even talked about it. not not even just for Emery, but for Richardson himself, like knowing and where to go with the ball, and and yeah. not waiting too long to get rid of it, or, and then just taking off and running. Now Emery is actually, I think, wants to become a pocket passer, so he's sitting there doing that. But then he still doesn't know how to anticipate when that guy's open and, and realize it. So it's just yeah, and it's do it hard. Quick enough, he's, he's he's about a second late on when he should have released the ball. Sure. All the time. Yeah. So Mike, uh, Mike I, I got a question. Go I got a question for you. All right, bud. So, do do you trust Dan Mullen with quarterbacks? I mean, just his track record. Well, I, I trust him. Yeah, I think he's a great quarterback coach. But he also thought Frank should step start ahead of Trask, and that was obviously a mistake. So I, I he, could see that, but, but they yeah, were both so NFL. Right. They were both NFL caliber guys. Because I know, but they're. Both, I know, but who would you? Who do you think was the better quarterback? I think the whole offense changed, and I think that worked better uh, for no, the team. Oh, and Trask was the they, better quarterback, they, but at the time, yeah, what they were trying to run. But let me ask you this: yeah. With that being said, the only reason I ask you that is because. Dan's seen Emery for X amount of years now. I think this is year four, so he's been with him for three years, watched him through high school, was the first to offer And I think him. there's a loyalty there. So, but yeah. do you think, do you think by now, you think he's, he's just now, he would panic, he's just now seeing it like we are? I just, I find that hard to be personal, just me. I just, unless it's something like you're saying, it's such a loyalty thing where he can't see it, and I don't believe that because I think he's so competitive. Dan. Well, we don't know because we've never been to practice. Maybe he's throwing a lot of picks in practice, but we yeah. nobody knows. So that's true, and he's that's not going to tell anybody. So, uh, but but what you do on game day is who you are, and and there are just some people that can make quick decisions. And and the other thing is, you know, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I am. But there's certain people. The first time I saw them carry the ball, I said, "Well, that guy's a superstar." Herschel, West Chandler. Uh, 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 Percy Harvin, 
you, they're just, they have something. Uh, Emmett Smith, I saw, I two carries, I knew who this guy was. AR, that's a, that's a special one. I mean, it's just a special talent. And to take him off the field for a play, I think is, I don't think it'd be smart, but, but there are things Emory can do. And if uh, there might be a good way to get, if AR is not processing something, to pull him off, talk to him a while, let Emory go in there. But to, to me, if, if you're going to be Alabama, AR has got to play most of the plays. But that's because he's the one that can re- – and you see how the team reacts when he comes on the field. And it's just a different thing. Everybody's stepping higher. Uh, it's just he has that magnetism where he can – he can lift up the whole team by himself. Yeah, agreed. But, Mike, I remember we're having this conversation with a guy that's not practicing a bunch this week, and he just hurt up his hamstring, which makes him oh, really, really good. Practicing. I thought Mullen said he expected him to practice, so that's changed. I, I didn't hear that. No, he, I mean, he expects him to be there, but it's not going to be a ton. Oh, he, so oh, it's not like that. he's 100% going into this game. If he was, I think the conversation could be a little bit different. Yeah, see, I I didn't hear an update, but last thing I heard Mullen say it was eight eight expects him to practice this week. He'll be fine, but we'll see. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. So, so there's like it's real. You can't really compare the two quarterbacks through two games, other than to say that Richardson has clearly outplayed Emory Jones. Sure. So that's not what me and you were debating at all. Like we're yes, Anthony yes. Richardson has no clearly. If you got thirty percent of what Richardson's done. His hundred percent against those two teams against Alabama, we'd have pretty decent quarterback play. That's how good Richardson's been, and I'm just I'm just thinking for the betterment of the team developing. Emory right now, if Dan feels that way, I just have to back him. Like yeah. I trust Dan Mullen, even though I want Richardson in the game. Yep, because he must know more than us. He does. He's so, very smart when okay. it comes to all that. And I, again, I think. You look at just the way the game played last week. I guarantee you if that was a different game, different opponent, and Emery was doing what he's doing and Anthony's doing what he's doing, it would have been Richardson in the game more. But last week didn't dictate that. didn't warrant needing to throw Richardson in there a bunch. You know what he can do, so let Emery try to figure some stuff out. Let Dan Mullen see what he can and can't do. I'm talking about Emery now because you're not going to call those types of plays against Alabama. And realize that. So I can guarantee you when Emory's in there, you're going to see a lot more quarterback runs, a lot more rolling out of the pocket, firing it quickly, doing that type of stuff. Some plays, like bread and butter plays. Correct. That he knows how to run with yep. his eyes closed. Yep. And, and maybe Alabama hasn't seen that yet. Yep. That's what I'm hoping to see. Yep. But Because if it's the same thing, and him standing there like a statue throwing off of his back foot, yep. staring a receiver down into triple coverage, I can see why everybody's yeah, frustrated. It's not working against yeah. Bama. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. We will come back and uh, get more of your phone calls. You are listening to the Tailgate Power This game's will Chevrolet. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality in the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original quality plumber since 1985. Quality Plumbing, their name says it all. 
Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you've probably got the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But one visit to Oaks Jewelry will get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch. All the compliments you're going to get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. Proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is a one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. So check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in north-central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there and the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update Scattered showers and thunderstorms should increase a little bit this evening and last until about 9 or 10 o'clock in a few spots. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, lows in the low 70s. Thursday, mostly cloudy skies. A couple of showers around in the morning, more likely during the afternoon and evening. Highs in the upper 80s. Friday into the upcoming weekend, mostly afternoon showers and thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ray Hawthorne. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Jalen Hurts doesn't get the necessary respect around the National Football League. People that, in my eyes, that don't watch enough football to know that this guy can really play. It was a decision made by Nick Saban that had put this narrative out on him. When Nick Saban went to Tua and he transferred to Oklahoma two years later and lit it up, people automatically assumed that Jalen Hurts couldn't play the position. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Gator Talk with head football coach Dan Mullen. Thursday evenings at 7 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back. Jeffrey and uh, Polly PG here today. A lot of calls, as you would uh, imagine. Let's uh, continue to have some fun and get Mark to join us next. Hey, Mark, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, thank you. I uh, catch you guys' show every day uh, coming home from work. I love the format and I love the insight. Well, thank you. Uh, I got a quick question. Uh, actually, I got three quick questions. One. Uh, one was from a previous caller um, with regards to, uh, obviously, the talk of the town with the quarterback situation. Um, they said that Richardson probably doesn't have the playbook down, and I just wanted to – I was thinking about that. Um, I know he's a redshirt freshman, so this is his second year, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he graduated uh, in December of his senior year in high school so he could get the spring in with the team also. I, I don't agree with the fact that he – probably doesn't know the playbook i'm pretty certain he's got that down any thoughts on that yeah i mean obviously not the entirety of it but he's got a, a good gist of what he can do and, and understand and mullen's got a feel for what works for him and, and what doesn't work for him so yeah i, I don't think that that's the uh, the issue at all I, you know I, again i think it goes back to mullen seen emory been around him for three years and and mullen still is confident in some of the things that Emory can do. And remember, Emory's played in some big games. I remember Mullen telling me a couple of years ago, he I mean, he was actually so pissed after the game when we lost to Georgia that second year under Mullen. Mm. But remember, Emory played that day, and Justin Fields was on Georgia, and Fields never got in there. Early. He yeah. played. I was shocked when they put him in because yeah. it didn't feel like the time Emory should have went in. Correct. I remember that. Yeah, it was like, boom. So he he's had confidence in him for a really long time. And and maybe now you're seeing Emery do some things out of his element because Mullen's trying to see if he can or can't do that. But again, that's not what's going to be called when right. it matters. So I, I think, I mean, let Mullen do his thing. Let him try to see what other... Like, coaches are going to do that. I mean, like, baseball coach is going to put a guy in in the seventh inning with two outs to see if he can handle it with the bases loaded. And then if it happens a couple of times, well, guess what? Okay, I'm not doing that anymore. I figured out that that's not a role for him. I mean, a basketball coach is probably not going to put somebody in there to make a big three if they haven't hit one in practice. Mullen talks about that. He says situations. Mm-hmm. And when he, when, on your show, when you do the coach's show, and yeah. when he does the Monday, what situations have we put players into? And he thinks about it even deeper. Like, were we down? Were we on the road? Who were we playing? What plays were called? And he keeps calling them situations. And as coaches, did we put the players in the situations to be successful later? They play a lot of guys. Emery was one of them sure. when they played him. Uh, probably wanted Trask to stay in there when Emery came in. I know I did at yeah. times, but then I was like, oh, well, what, the electricity's in the building. Let's see what's going to happen. But he has played in situations. He played against LSU, mm-hmm. played against George. He's played a lot of football. But I don't know if he's really yeah. had to scan the field right. and do do what we're asking him to do the last couple of games. So, well, that that was kind of my observation as well. Uh, I'm a I'm on the I'm on the Richardson bandwagon. I'm a big fan of his. I'm I'm not I'm not against Emory at all. I, I think he's doing a great job. But 
I mean, most people when they call when they're calling you guys and talking to you about it, it, the same observation keeps coming up. It seems like Emery's making some some poor decisions on his vision downfield, and um, and you haven't really seen that so much from Richardson. Richardson hasn't thrown the ball as many times, but he's he's hitting receivers for big plays, and then then they rotate him out. Um, and I'm just just wondering if uh, because it's kind of a new role for Emery as the starter. And he's in on that pocket passing downs more. Are we starting to see that he is good on certain situations and maybe not so good on others? Yeah, I think and, so. Uh, kind of, kind of playing on that. I'm I'm with, listening to you guys. I love I, I, I'm 100 percent on board. Mullen's a smart guy. No, I don't think anybody in town should be second guessing uh, Mullen. Maybe except for Spurrier. But uh, you know when he's when he's calling it for for Emory being the starter and sticking to it when everybody's seeing that it. When the first two games appears that Richardson's got the better vision right now, um, I'm wondering if if he's not holding his cards uh, with the big games coming up. You know, just kind of playing the strategy part on that. I mean, Mark, I I think you're spot on. I mean, again, like Mullen feels that he's got a chance to win a championship with with the roster he has and the the players that he has and and put in place. So. It's not going to come down to a situation where all of a sudden, like you're playing somebody just because you're loyal to him. Like the coach wants to win. He's going to put that person in there. And I think we all can agree, Mark, you included, that it's looked different when Anthony's been in there. But I mean, we'll, we'll see now. Like this, this will be a, a good one. And, and almost, it's, it's almost like this game doesn't mean a ton. Because if Florida beats LSU, and then obviously if you take care of business and beat Georgia, your only SEC loss is that. You got a two-game lead on Georgia because of the head-to-head. Like that's when it needs to get real by. If if you lose this game, even if both of those guys are healthy, then you might lose it anyway. But it's then going the rest of the way and realizing what guys can and can't do against one of the better teams, if not the best team in the country, that you can now start to say, okay, this this is how we're going to shape our team the rest of the way. And there's still a path to the SEC championship Correct. for that. Uh, and I agree 100. percent The last, the last thing I want to make comment on was, was was with when Anthony pulled up with the uh, hamstring. Um, makes me wonder, um, you know, dealing with athletes and uh, with the rotation that they have going on. I don't see the the working out like riding a bike or some stationary on the sidelines or something like that. And I'm wondering if with that big run, he didn't go in cold. And uh, and maybe he got a little tight, and I wonder if if that might be something more they need to start looking at with the conditioning, uh, if they're going to do the the possession rotation as opposed to a play play by play possession or rotation. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, the only thing with Richardson is that I, you know I sit there and and look at him and I'm like, wow, you know he's what is he two thirty five? His body fat is very low for 235. I mean, he can do backflips. He can run. I don't even know what he runs, but on his Twitter he said, you know, if he didn't feel that hamstring uh, tighten up, he was going to hit 22 miles an hour, which I think would have been (laughs) (laughs) about the fastest guy clocked in college football. And that was also, I might be wrong about the exact yardage, but an 80-yard run uh, where he was just, flying so he and he's he's got the body fat thing and he's got to stay stretched i think staying loose would help um and the two quarterback thing yeah you're he's not out there all the time staying warm so maybe but he's got to stay in, involved and next to you know 
the offensive coaches too. So right. it's kind of a I don't know, but I don't know if that it, it could have played a, a factor. I'm sure they've talked about that, but I also think it's the kind of athlete. Jeff, did you see him before the game uh, run yeah, and do a flip. somersault and then a flip? Yeah. I mean, he is a freakish athlete. He yeah. does, like Mike said earlier, he kind of reminds me of like a Herschel Walker. He runs differently. Yeah, and, I mean, when, and when the Gator Twitter put out a, a video of him playing basketball when those guys do it, oh. and his head's above the rim when he's dunking. in traffic. Yeah, on it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah, so I... Yeah, I watched him, I watched him all through high school at East Side. Yeah, he's, yeah you know. He's very much... He, he's always been an athlete, uh, yeah. That's why I say I'm, I'm a big fan. So he's, uh, All right. Well, ho- he's hopefully different. we'll see him more, Mark. We appreciate Everybody it, buddy. Says he's different. That's right. Take care. All right. Thank you. But I hope they are addressing that, and yeah. they're gonna. You know, obviously they know, and they got a whole staff over there stretching him out, getting him right, and gonna address that. And this is probably hopefully just a hiccup early yeah. season. So. Hopefully so. All right. Break. Back with more calls right after this. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. The Tampa Bay Rays are looking to end a three-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays in a win today, after beating them by two on Tuesday, making the series a tie. At last look, the Blue Jays lead by three in the bottom of the fifth. Moving to Gator Sports, after back-to-back losses, the number 14-ranked Gator volleyball team will take on its rival Florida State on the road tonight. The Gators are currently 4-3 on the season, but look to advance to 5-3 tonight. The women's golf team started their season with a third-place finish at the Cougar Classic on Tuesday in South Carolina. Florida Baseball released their 2022 season schedule. The Gators will open up the season at home against Liberty on February 18th. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays and are losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Football season is here. It's time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this season. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater room from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. 
Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing, making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose. No games, no nonsense. Just the best values every day on Diamond engagement rings and fashion jewelry and that's what drives me every day i work to have that inventory at the right price 365 days a year so when you come here you're not getting schnookered you're getting the right price on the right item all the time period international diamond center at celebration point online shopidc.com Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, we're flying along today. Try to get as uh, many calls as we can. Sorry, we got one more uh, quick segment, and then we are uh, you're good. Let's um, let's snag one more phone call, and then we got some uh, some stuff to chat about when we kick off the second hour. John, thanks for holding. Welcome. Appreciate it. After listening to everybody, I'm not real sure what I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, anyway, the big thing that I see this going on and it always happens with quarterbacks is the outside noise, the noise. Now, a great coach, a great coach will put that away. Get it out of your way and do what you do. I was a high school coach. I coached some really, really, really good programs and you get caught up in this trap sometimes when you go into a program, they say, we want you to put this program in. I put this program in. But the heir apparent was not the kid to run it. And, you know, I got crucified. But anyway, what I'm saying is we got to let Dan do his thing. I mean, we all think we're armchair quarterbacks. But let him do it. If he doesn't do it, then you get rid of him. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you're not getting rid of him. But, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's what fans need to understand. I mean, I, every coach that I've ever talked to wants to win more than anything. That's their job. So they're going to play the players that they feel have the best chance to give them that opportunity to win. So you're not just because, Absolutely. yeah, some some guy might look better in one thing, but I don't know. Like it just it, it doesn't make any sense that Mullen's putting Emery out there just because he loves him or just because he's you know was his first recruit and he went after him after Justin Fields and they got rid of Corral like all of that stuff no like the best player is going to play 
Yeah, and I agree with that. And he's right. he's usually had in his whole career tried to get multiple quarterbacks ready to play, and he's mm-hmm. done that at Florida. It's just it's just Richardson has looked so good yeah. that it's caused. I mean, somebody just popped in the studio and said, you know, you believe in the Gators, and then Richardson, yeah. Richardson, everybody's rich because his small sample size has been unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen a college player at the quarterback position or almost any other position do what he's done in two games, yeah, and then so the electric. other guy be in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. minus a couple good throws. Because Emory did have a couple, yeah. couple nice plays. That ball that he dropped over the top left side yeah. end zone. He actually showed touch. Yeah. As opposed to what he did the first game. But I just find it hard Absolutely. to believe, hard to believe that Dan sees these guys all the time and isn't going to play the, the the what he feels like is going to be the yeah. best thing for the program and the team and lose a game because he's being stubborn. Correct. Remember he wants to win everything. Thank you for the phone call and thank you to everybody who called in hour number 1. We've got a whole uh Well, most of the hour to do it. Remember, we're going to duck out a little earlier for Florida Volleyball. They'll take on Florida State. But we will come back and get more of your calls for Hour 2. Brought to you by Meldon Law here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 The best AM. new cars WRUF. make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet North Main Street online at GainesvilleChevy.com see dealer for complete details now you can get smarter free checking that pays you early pays you often and pays you more at Radiant Credit Union with Radiant's free checking account you can get your paycheck retirement check or other benefits check up to 24 hours early with direct deposit to your Radiant checking account Radiant also pays you often with our exclusive nickel-back rewards, earning you a nickel-back on your Visa debit card with signature purchases. And Radiant pays more with our special even-up savings account. That earns you up to 4% annual percentage rate, up to $4,000 on your spare change from your debit card transactions. So what are you waiting for? You deserve to get paid early, paid often, and paid more because you're a Radiant Credit Union member. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening up your new free checking account today and start getting paid early, often, and more right away. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Rates are current as of August 24, 2021. 
Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri This is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon. And if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event, there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, hour two begins. We welcome you into the tailgate if you are just joining us. Just got off work at five o'clock. Congratulations. You made it through the uh, the middle of the week. Now there's just two more real work days until Florida and Alabama. Although, if you're cool, you probably take a half-day Friday, go play some golf with some buddies and tailgate early and just never go to bed. Drive down to travel ball and yeah, drive right back because it's Alabama <laughs> in town. Heck and the, yeah. And the director has tickets, so he's not going to be there. <laughs> He's listening. You got to do what you uh, so. got to do. What you got to do. All right, we've gotten a few phone calls quickly about our picks contest. And, and by the way, obviously we're going to do this throughout the entire year. You can still get in. You're not going to win cumu- cumulatively the the final prize brought to you by Sleep Center, which is a two thousand dollar mattress, which is going to be pretty legit. But you can still try to win the weekly awards. Just email me the tailgate wruf at gmail.com you can get in for this week i'll send you the link and try to do it we had four people tie for first last week they uh, they all got 10 right so four different individuals got 10 right but agent gator 008 is the uh, the one that won the tiebreaker so i've got to figure out commission wise how to contact them and all that stuff. But if you're listening, Agent Gator 008, then call us up or shoot me an email and say you are that winner, and that way I can get you your prize from uh, from Budweiser. We've got Big Mills gift cards we're giving away. We've got ha- haircuts to Randy's for men. I mean, that's, he, Randy makes me look good like one day a, a month, so sure. maybe he can do that for you guys too. 
All right, so the, the one scary part is injuries. And we knew the rest of the USF game that Jeremiah Moon was playing linebacker, Diabate was in there a bunch, and you're like, what the heck happened to 51? And now Dr. Paul Gardner is going to uh, go over the uh, the injuries. Yeah, that, that one kind of caught me by surprise because the way – Coach Mullen talked about it after the game was, you know, it was an arm, slight arm issue. I don't mm-hmm. think he really knew a lot yet, but it wound up being his bicep tendon apparently, and he had to have surgery, and he's out for the year. And I haven't heard a lot. The quarterback talk has kind of taken over everything, but, you know, Ventrell was a, was a leader on defense, um, somebody that Mullen saw in that role and, and pushed into that role. Oh, yeah. he, you know, he, he earned it. He's on the front of the media guide. Yeah, didn't he go to SEC Media Days? Mm-hmm. So you know that's a, that's a big loss. And some of the guys have already commented on that, but but he's apparently out for the season, uh, which isn't isn't good. Jaden Hill is also out for the season, and we see what maybe that that second corner now has kind of been a little bit suspect. Yeah, so I mean injuries. Yeah, Marshall and Helm have been not so good. No, not yet. Yeah, but uh, and everybody everybody's going to face injuries unless you're just you know just special team. It's just football, so you're going to have stuff. But yeah, Ventrell's out for the game. Delance was also on crutches after the game, but they're calling that a bruise, and and he should be out practicing and, and looks probable there. Uh, Blades Elijah Blades, who could maybe step into either that second corner or, or you know in the nickel there. He's also facing like a little bit of a hamstring thing. So they pulled him out uh, j- j- precautionary on, on the USF game because they didn't want that to tighten up even more. Sure. Kind of like Anthony yep. Richardson, who also has a hamstring. Sounds like they're very similar. But they're apparently going to play. I mean, that they're probable at this point and not doubtful. And then uh, Trey Dean is also probable, undisclosed. I don't know what that is, but he's practicing and should be fine. He took a big hit in the first game. I don't know if you saw that on special teams. Yeah, I remember that. Where he looked a little woozy, and and there should have been a penalty called on that actually because there was some taunting after the fact. And, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it seems like we don't a lot of a lot of the injuries that we're having aren't aren't serious like 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 Miller's. But I think Miller is actually you've had to shift a lot of guys now because you've lost Ventrell. Yeah, like Moon in the middle, Diabate's playing some inside now. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I don't like that loss because of his leadership ability yeah. too. No, I mean, that, I mean that's the biggest thing. All the experience he's been there. I mean, he remember he's made huge hits yeah. over the years. Now he wasn't the greatest in coverage, so that might help now getting Diabate in there is a little more athletic, and and Moon is certainly way more athletic. And, and those guys played good in the second half. Didn't Moon have a pick? A really athletic interception. He did. He went down, got it on the sideline. That was uh, Elam. I thought it was Moon got the pick. I thought Moon had a pick. I think so. Let me look this up. Maybe. It was either almost or he picked it. Okay. But he was playing well. Yeah, I, was, I think both those guys played well in the second half. So, yeah, so there is uh, your injury report brought to you by Gardner Chiropractic and injury. Backs hurting suck. So if uh, you got issues, go see my man. He will take care of you and make sure that you're up and running and you're able to tailgate throughout the rest of football season because you got a long way to go, folks. All right, back to the phone calls. Let's get Bo Gator to join us. Bo, what's up? Hey, man. How y'all doing? Awesome. Hey, uh, I don't know if y'all hear me or not. I'm out in the middle of the woods. I'm deep in Georgia. But anyway, you need to jump in the Wayback Machine and go back in time when all we had was Felipe Franks playing quarterback and the only backup anybody is 
and the Gator Nation even knew was Emory Jones, and all they did was beg and beg and beg for Emory. Then this trash guy got through in. They're like, holy shit. Well, you know, Coach Mullins knows what the hell he's doing over here. So I roll with the coach every day. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way you have to do it, Bo. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing we've said. You, you go with what one of the smartest minds in college football decides to do. And and if Emery's doing his thing and Anthony's banged up this week, then you're going to have to go with Emery. Then, and if it's Emery, he's going to call plays that he thinks is going to work. Remember, there, there's both guys right now are like two of the top rushers in the country. Emery's right up there too. I mean, we're forgetting because he's thrown all those picks, but he's had two really good games of running the football, and he's able to do that. Now, obviously, you haven't played the speed of Alabama and, and that defense, but I think there's a lot of things that they could do, certainly that they haven't shown that they'll, uh, they'll be ready for, and, and Emery's going to be a big part of that game plan. All right. I definitely, I, yeah, I, I could agree with that. And, you know, not trying to back up Emory here, but I, those red zone opportunities where he made mistakes called the wrong play. Mm-hmm. Let's say he punches that in. He has another rushing touchdown. Let's say he throws a touchdown instead of into three guys. I know it's coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. And that's, you know, a day late, dollar short kind of thing. But clean up some of that. But the red zone stuff does concern me. Yeah, uh, if we get in, When you get in the red zone with Alabama, you got to come away with Have points. To. Uh, and, and Moon did not have the people. He had two pass breakups and an almost interception. But he's leading the team in tackling. Yeah, been all over it. So, and he's got a sack, and he's playing really well. So, anyway. Yeah, he was a big that. get to uh, to come come back this year because he was really non-existent last year and then got hurt in that Georgia game and just never really saw him be a factor. He's a freak. He is. I mean, to me, he's like a, a young Javon when you look at him. He is. Do you so, like him better on the inside? I do. I do, too. Yeah, no question. I do. But I think Miller is going to be missed. The guys you know, are talking real positively, mm-hmm. and, and you know he's still involved with everything. But uh, I just, man, I, I hate to see that. You yeah. Know, so. All right, Bo. Thank you for the call. Let's get uh, Bill to join us. Bill, what's up? Oh, not much. Greetings from Nashville, fellas. What a baby. Good city. Well, yeah. I tell you what. Um, the enthusiasm has surely uh, ticked up this week, uh, judged by how difficult it is to get in and talk to you guys. It's good. It's uh, it's it's certainly fun. It's there's there's a buzz that we haven't seen in in a while, and it's yeah. it's cool to be right here in the middle of it. And if Florida, it really, it really is. If Florida loses, and you know what, next week will be yeah, even more yeah. lit. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. And I'm just you know I'm going to talk about the same things that other folks have talked about, and that's the quarterback situation. Um, you know, it seems to be two schools of thought. One is Dan. Uh, he's going to try to bring along uh, Richardson slowly. He's going, going with his junior. He's loyal, these things. And the other is he's being coy. He's sandbagging. And uh, that's uh, – personally, that's what I think is going on. If you do a Ben Franklin and you look at this thing, try to figure it out logically, I mean, it just doesn't mix why Emory's still getting the majority of the snaps. Um, you know, when, when Richardson came out of high school, he'd worked with uh, – Denny Thompson there in Jacksonville, who would work with Mac Jones, mm-hmm. who would work with Beck, all these guys. And before he ever stepped foot on campus, um, Thompson talked about not just how athletic he was and not not about how fast he was, but how quickly he learned. He said you could tell him something one time. 
you could work with him on his mechanics one time, and the next time he came back, it was fixed. You know, and it just seems hard for me to believe that um, someone that that's said to be as smart as he is does not have complete grasp of the playbook. I don't I, personally. I don't buy that. Um, yeah, no, nobody it, obviously on that staff, Bill, has said that. It's just everybody inferring that that's why he's not playing because I think they're in shock that that he's not. But I, I mean, I I agree with you, and obviously I get to hang out with Mullen every single week and know how he operates and and have been to practice and see things. I, I mean, I think that's exactly right. When when it matters, when you need to win, Anthony is probably going to be the one that's out there because and and Mullen understands that too. So if he's healthy. And he's doing his thing, then he's he's the better guy. Yeah, the issue is with Alabama, uh, the margin of error is very small. Mm-hmm. How many, you know, how many um, seven yard, uh, you know, um, interceptions can we have? You know, how many you know, how many times down the red zone when Richardson takes all the way down there, loses his helmet, we're on the five or ten yard line and. We can't get it in from there when we bring in our other quarterback. You know, how many times can that happen with Alabama and you still come away with a win? You know, yeah, and I so, I, yeah, yeah. Um, take you guys back. And this is, I don't know, again, this is uh, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but in 1987, we had all this uh, adulation about Emmett uh, Smith coming in. He was the highest recruited running back, maybe the highest recruited player ever at University of Florida. And I can remember from that February until that August how excited people were to see him. Just like this year, we played a team from Miami, had a few carries in that game, uh, didn't do much. Uh, his second game, uh, Wayne Williams was a starting running back, and Wayne Williams in our second game, I think we were playing Tulsa, blew those guys out. He had twice as many carries as Emmett Smith. Fans were going nuts. Why are we not seeing Emmett Smith? He had half the carries as Wayne Williams in that game um, and had twice as much yardage. And then the third week, who did we play? We played, I think it was the ninth or tenth ranked Alabama team. And in that game, Emmett Smith had almost 40 carries, set a school record at that time, rushed for 225 yards. With all that being said, I think I think this could be that type of a weekend. Uh, I, I don't know. When you look at the players around the field, um, Alabama and Florida, and you look at who can stack up offensively with their players, I don't see anybody out there that can stack up any better than Anthony Richardson with their best players on the field. I agree. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, I again, I mean Bill, I, I think it's it's all great points and, you know, certainly if history repeated itself, that would be kind of cool to to see that happen, but yeah, you're you're again, the first 2 weeks of this season, folks, were not to show anything to Alabama. See what guys okay. can and can't do. Mullen, understand what happens when the lights go on or when they step in between that white lines, and then now it's real. So you have gotten a two-game sample size of everything that you need to know. This week is going to be completely different, and you're going to put the best guys on the field to give you the chance to win. When we played yep. Alabama last year, which was two different teams for the most part, especially offensively, yep. totally think it's going to look a lot different on Saturday. I saw things Florida was doing that we hadn't done all year. And that was really fun to watch. So I have a lot of faith in Dan Mullen this weekend. And he gave you he, – he already kind of said that. In, like I brought yeah. it up earlier in the show when he said, we haven't shown anything. No, we haven't seen any kind of motion, yeah. guys moving around. I mean, Copeland's going to be all over the field in this game. I guarantee it. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a lot to it, Bill. But great, great stuff. We Looking appreciate it. Looking forward to it. 
Yes, sir. Thank you. I keep waiting for Zipper, man. Yeah, Zipper, Kamori. I know. Those guys haven't gotten any targets. Shorter, you know, he's gotten some some looks, and and, but you know, you haven't heard his name much. Um, Whittemore. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think these are bad players. I've seen them make plays, and and I just don't know if things. I, I just. I don't know. I just I have a real optimism for some 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 things going on that we haven't seen. Yes. So I agree. All right, we got to get a break. We will do that. We'll come back and uh, get as many more calls in as we can here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Keisha Laspinall. UF Volleyball is on the road today as they prepare to go against FSU for the 64th time in program history with live coverage starting right here at 540. UF lost their last two games against Baylor and look to make a comeback against the Seminoles. Looking ahead, Gators Soccer opens the Southeastern Conference play at Vanderbilt with the game scheduled at 8 p.m. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays, who have a commanding lead in the AL East with 90 wins and 55 losses, are currently looking for the series win against the Toronto Blue Jays, who have 81 wins and 64 losses. The game is currently going on with Toronto having the current lead over the Rays as of the sixth inning. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Keishla Espinal. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey y'all, Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper here with the best news yet of 2021. The salad bar is back, baby. Woo! It's been gone for a year, but starting June 1st, the salad bar is back and better than ever. All right, it'll be exactly the same, but you know what I'm talking about. We're going to eat like it's 2019. Our staff is vaccinated, the dining room's at full capacity, and we're excited to get back to business. I know you love Leonardo's, so please dine in, call for pickup, order online, or get delivery from 352delivery.com. And as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. There's lots of unknowns going on in the world right now, and while we all sit back and try to sort things out, Oaks Jewelry wants to let you know that if you need some help, they are there if needed. Now, we already know that if you need any fine jewelry or engagement rings, there's no other place to go. But they also offer layaway services and short-term loans, and they'll even buy that gold that's been just laying around the house for years. So why not get something for it? With tons of certified diamonds, gemstones, and designer items, Oaks Jewelry has a wide variety of whatever you might be looking for at a price range for every budget. Check out all their inventory online at oaksjewelry.com. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator athletic games. That's right, Jeff. 
Melden Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator games. Go to MeldenLaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game. You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldenLaw.com or the Melden Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you. To some, that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic. But to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. As Gator Athletics get going again in the fall, we all hope to see them at the top of their game, putting up points and getting lots of W's. Well, in order to be their best, they need lots of Z's, and the same can be said for everybody out there listening. Better sleep gets us in a better mood, improves memory, concentration, and productivity. And there's no one better in town at helping us get the best sleep possible than the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville. For over a decade now, Brent and the crew have made their customers say, Woohoo! In fact, it's been more than 25,000 people that sleep better because of the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville, and you could be next. Their gigantic Labor Day sale has begun, with savings of up to $800 on select adjustable mattresses with the finest materials and memory foam. Being better during the day starts with being better at night. So let the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville get you going. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at GainesvilleSleepCenter.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, Jeff and PG back here with you. We just got about 15 minutes left. We're going to go right into Florida volleyball, Florida, Florida State. If you missed it yesterday, just do want to remind you that if you want to go to the game, you don't have tickets because obviously it's sold out, or if you want to try to buy some, they're like $8 million, you can go to the Meldon Law Facebook page, and Jeffrey's got a contest up. You can win two tickets and a $100 gift card to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill by just answering this question. What is Steve Spurrier's record against Nick Saban over the years? So you can look it up, Google it, whatever you got to do. Go on there. If you get the answer right and reply on their Facebook posts, then they'll put you in a drawing and they're going to choose a winner Friday during our show. Did Steve, did we ever play Michigan State with Saban? Don't believe so. Like when we played Duckett and Plaxico, yeah. that was not Saban. Saban was at LSU or mm-hmm. Miami, the Dolphins at that time, right? Yeah. So he, he, he played, did he ever, did he play Saban with Alabama? Mm-hmm. He, believe so. Oh, that's maybe it, not at Florida, though. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. See, this is kind of, so we got some LSU. That's what you have to look. I think we have LSU and Spurrier, because yeah. I know Zook. And Leak beat, uh, but man, it's that's a tough question yeah. because you got to think different got, different yeah, schools. I like that. Did you come up with that? No, 
That's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. So, yeah, go to the Melden Law Facebook page. Try to do that, and you could be in the swamp on Saturday. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's get uh, Chase to join us next. Chase, what's up? What's up? Um, I love Anthony Richardson. Sweet. And can I ask you a question? Yep. Um, how do you feel about Florida's secondary matches versus Alabama wide receivers? Not too good, Chase, but that's a that's a great question. I think, to me, I don't know if you, you feel the same way, PG, but I mean, to me, that's the scariest part of this entire game because you got Elam on one side who's given up 18 yards in two games. He's been really good, and he has the pick. But the other side, Marshall's been holding on to every receiver. Helm doesn't seem like he can cover anybody. They've got some other guys that have been okay, but it's just – Alabama's so good in the way they scheme stuff up, the way they watch film, like they're going to find the holes and attack those guys the entire time. That was a great question, Chase. Yeah. Probably the first non-quarterback question yeah. <laughs> we've heard all week. I haven't heard anything. So great question. I have a little Thank different you. different take on that because last year, the year before, Alabama had that third wide receiver, and I don't know if that person has emerged for Alabama, and um, I like our star position a little better mm-hmm. this year, and our, and our, and our secondary, or at least our frontline guys, uh, the guys that, that should play a lot yeah. more this week. So, I think Florida, I think Alabama's got the advantage, but I think Florida can can tighten some things up and, and, and play yeah, put, decent. Put Elamon Mechie maybe wherever he goes. Try to cover him and then figure out just what what else to do. But remember, Mechie's the guy that destroyed. Uh, oh, he, um, uh, Dean. On the, Dean on the uh, the pick, yeah, in the SEC championship game. So that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. But Chase, that's good. Uh, why why is Richardson your favorite? Because I just feel like he's fast like me. There you go. I like it. Good to have Thank confidence. You. Never uh, never let that go. Just go out there and. Uh, Beat everybody that challenges you, Chase. Hey, hey, Chase, I got a question for you. How, how many miles per hour do you think Anthony Richardson can run? 20. You're right. You're Impressive. close. You're right. I think he ran a little. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You win. You got it. That a baby. Great call, Chase. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. Appreciate that. Go Gators. That. Go Gators. All right. Let's get uh, Adam to join us next. What's up, A-Dog? Hey, what's happening, guys? Y'all having one hell of a show. I know y'all are excited about this weekend, brother. Ready. Ready to go. All right, listen, I want to do something fun with y'all real quick, okay? I got it all I got it all right here. This is a competition. You ready? Okay. Okay. It's Florida versus Alabama, the QB position. The QB is for Florida. You get AR for fifteen percent of the game and you get two, and you get Emory Jones for eighty-five percent, or you get the um, freshman Bryce Young. Is it a push, or is it Florida or Alabama? I I gotta go. If, if it goes eighty-five, fifteen, injury related, non-injury related, doesn't matter. Eighty-five snaps or eighty-five percent to Emory. I gotta give it to Bryce Young. Yeah, I would say the same. I, I think you you need Richardson ha- half the game. Well, yeah, I'm going Florida. Both of y'all are wrong. All right, uh, wide, receiver, wide receiver position. Yes, they have John Mechie. They got Ajayi Hall, but they have nobody who's established not only for the third position or the second position. Push, Alabama or Florida, wide receiver position. I, I like the Gators receivers. I, I like the Gators receivers. Yeah, no question. Because, I mean, I know what Whittemore can do. And uh, Although, 
Emery seems to have a favorite target in Wells. Which, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. But I guess he's open. Yeah. But I think there's there's some better yeah, options. But Wells is playing well. He is. So. All right. Offensive line push. Florida, Alabama. I mean, you got to say Alabama. I mean, Young hasn't been touched, but either has has our guys. But also, I mean, you got got a lot of young players on that offensive line, Jeff. Yeah, but they reload. Alabama. Yeah, I got. I want to say Florida, but Alabama is the clear choice. There. Yeah, I mean, they they put three guys in the NFL every single year off that line. All right, stable of running backs, including the quarterback yeah. situation. Give me, give me Florida on that one, Adam. You don't even have to ask. All right, Florida PG. Where you at, Florida? Florida. Alabama, oh yeah, push. Florida all day there. I mean, all right, linebacker position. I think this one's pretty obvious. Alabama, Florida linebacker losing Ventrell hurts. I might go push, yeah. but Alabama might have a little bit more talent there. But Moon is really talented, and if you put them, that's a tough one. And, and Diabate's from Alabama, so I think he's going to play with a little. Little extra presence this week. I, I don't know enough about Bama's linebackers to, to be honest with you. To I think to answer the question truthfully. So what are y'all picking, Jeff? Come on, pick one. Pit. What, what? Where are we at? What are Alabama linebackers? Where are you at, Jeff? Give me a push. I'll take a push, push. on that. I want to say okay. Alabama though. I, I chose Alabama right there just because of the star power. I hate to say that. Defensive line. Florida, Alabama, push. Alabama probably has more NFL higher higher graded players there. Mm-hmm. So, but I think this is tough to pick that, like to pick them, because I think Florida can play well enough on that defensive line to win the game if they do what they're supposed to do. But I think Alabama is more talented. I, I, I okay. completely agree with that. I think there, there's a couple guys on that D line for the Gators, and Zach's one of them. That I mean, he's going to be playing with a little extra this weekend, knowing what he can do and the confidence that he's shown and um you know Dexter and those transfers certainly are going to want to play well they they're familiar with Alabama the couple that are from from Auburn but I mean again I think you just look at all these players though Adam and 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 Bama's got better players but that doesn't mean that Florida can't play well in this game we have continuity on that defensive line remember that we got a lot of seniors playing up front now it's besides Gervon Dexter yeah but it's also continuity with a bunch of new guys though they've only played two games together Okay, so y'all have Alabama across the board with defensive line or what? I'm going to go with uh, – that's a tough one, man. I'm going to uh, – if I gave – I gave, I wouldn't push linebacker. I'm going to have to go Alabama defensive line, but it's close. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give yeah. Bama the advantage too. I, I got Alabama as well. All right, secondary. Bama. I know y'all been dogging Avery Helm and Marshall, but I'm telling you, they on film study they're looking better. They were remarkably better this past game. They were you know, cross checking. Yeah. They were they were they were able to put pressure on the receivers. They're they're playing better. Secondary, yeah. where y'all at? I did see some things where they did get better. Yeah, the front line guys uh, from one to the second game, uh, and I do think our our starters are are better than last year. I think they're understanding the game more. But I still I got to give that to Alabama, even though well, we have Elam back there. Uh, okay. Yeah, Florida has the best player, but Bama's got the best overall yeah. secondary. I got a push right there because I've seen stuff on film study look better. Over under fifty eight and a half. I think that's where they got it. That's a good number. It'd have to go real bad, unless Florida blows up, or I, I, you know, it'd have to go real. Alabama yeah. would have to score a ton of points. So that's that like well, that's what thirty-two twenty-eight or thirty-one twenty-eight, and you're over that. I th- I think it's over. I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to go under. We shorten the game. Uh, I'm with you, Jeff. Over for sure. All right, final score, guys. I got Florida 35, Alabama 31. I like it. I'll take it. I'll take a 31, Florida, Bama 27, something like that. Okay. Where you at, PG? I'm going to go with Florida 27-24. There you go. So three three close ones. We cover in all of them at least. Adam. Oh, yeah. We got down to it. Let's go, Gators. All right, Adam. Thanks, buddy. I just don't know if they can get in a shootout. No matter how much I try to convince myself they've hid so much, I just don't think – Unless Richardson plays a ton and he's dropping dimes everywhere. Yeah, and if that's the case, that means Florida's defense is playing awful if it's another shootout. Yeah, that's what I mean. And you don't want that. Don't you feel like he's going to try to run the ball, shorten it up? Of course. Even if we're not successful first, second, I mean, you're going to see a lot of rushing. Yeah, last year we scored in a minute. Florida did. And this year you hope to score in five or six minutes. You know, Extend some drives and get a third and four because, you know, Emory uses his feet. And, and scampers for a first down, and then you keep the clock rolling, all that kind of stuff. This guy stay fresh. You keep running it. The, I, I've been – I mean, I'm not ecstatic over the Florida offensive line, but I thought they've done a really good job. The interceptions that Jones has thrown hasn't been because of pressure and he's under right. duress. I think the guys have been able to run the ball. So I'm hoping that they can do an adequate job on Saturday because I think that's going to be real important to keeping the Gators in this game. Yeah, it, uh, it's certainly so. Well – Guys, we just got word that we have to uh, be out of here in like two minutes. So Ryan and Rob unable to uh, to take your phone calls because of Florida volleyball. But we got tomorrow. We got Friday to uh, to continue to talk. And I uh, I always keep my word. So Ryan or Rob, if you call early on tomorrow, then uh, we'll put you right through. We'll be at Spurrier's tomorrow, just like we are every single Thursday. So that will be uh, a lot of fun. And by the way, Visors has been open for the coaches show. But it officially opens tomorrow for the foreseeable future, as, uh, as long as we're going. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Visor's Rooftop Bar will uh, officially be open. It'll open at 6 o'clock, stay open to, uh, I think it's 10, or maybe even later if you guys are having a good time and enjoying the cocktails, and they'll, uh, they'll stick around a little bit longer to, uh, to make it happen. Totally different menu up there, mm-hmm. that's what Freddie said. So it's, if you haven't been up there, you're going to see some new things, even if you've been to Spurriers before. Yeah, it's more of the shareables upstairs yeah. and sliders and wings, different things. I got the pimento cheese yeah. dip last week. It was legit. You were asking for that downstairs, and, and, yeah. and, and no, you can't, you can't cross yeah. – yeah. You can't cross. <laughs> Whatever. Contaminate. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. All right. For uh, for Jason producing today, and uh, appreciate PG for stopping by. You were fantastic. As always, always love it when Thank he's you, here. Man. We'll see you Saturday. Yeah. And the SEC to play league-only schedules in the regular year. So this rivalry, a long rivalry for the Florida Gators, was interrupted. The Gators lead this series 43-20. 36 and 6 during the Mary Wise era, Florida 15 and 10 here in the state capital of Tallahassee. The Florida State Seminoles, a team with a very balanced offense, in many ways still looking for an identity to find that one go to hitter in their lineup. They feature two talented outside hitters in Morgan Chicone and Audrey Koenig, and in the middle, Corey Louis and Emma Clothier. Their setter is a redshirt junior out of Fort Myers in Lily Tessier. 
And the head coach is Chris Poole, now in his 14th season here at Florida State with a mark of 312 wins and 97 defeats. The Gators are looking for a bounce-back win tonight against their in-state rival after dropping two to Baylor this past weekend, 3-1 and 3-0. The Gators now with a mark of 4-3, and and on the road, they are 1-1. and Key for Florida tonight, get some more offense out of other positions than one of the redshirt senior, Tiara Caesar. Caesar had a season high, tighter season high, with 19 kills last time out against Baylor. Her fifth consecutive match in double digits. She also had 10 digs to earn her second double-double of this young season. Seminole 6-2, Florida 4-3, and, and ranked 14th. But in this rivalry, you can throw out all the records. It means that much. Our front row show just getting started here tonight from Tallahassee. We'll take a time out here when we return. Dr. Josh Crow visits with Dave Booz. Dig in with Dave next on the Gator Sports Network from Learfield. 